0: hi it's jasmine you know that girl who did you know what way before the internet ever existed join me and my special guest every week as we talk about anything and everything because nothing is too taboo so punch your ticket and get on board the crazy train with me jasmine st Clair. all aboard Thank you for joining me for another episode of Crazy Train with Jasmine St. Clair. So I like to mix up things now and again. And I know that a lot of people that love wrestling, love the XPW stuff that I'm doing these days. And I don't think that a lot of credit has been given to one aside from Rob Black, one of the people behind the scenes, who's a photographer the extreme photographer. Those of you who follow social media see this whole thing, extreme photographer. But there's a lot more to Slava than just being the extreme photographer. He's an award-winning director and he's actually talking to me today about quite a few different things, including, you know, coming here. He's not even from here. He's from a totally different country and just his journey, health issues. Like He's quite the warrior and interesting person. And he also has a podcast of his own. So, I, why am I talking about him? Let's just welcome him to the show. Welcome, Slava.
1: <laughs>
0: I've got to ask you what your shirt says right now.
1: <laughs> okay, so it says suka blyat, which means uh, fucking bitch, and or something to that effect in, in Russian. Yeah. Sukha blyat? Sukha blyat. Sukha means bitch, blyat means... It's not really like fucking bitch, it's more of like, just kind of like, uh it's pretty close to that because you know, translations are so different in from Russian or other languages to English. So kind of like that. Am um, I allowed to swear? Sorry, I didn't even ask. You
0: could swear. You're like my Russian Viking. You're you're like a big superstar now. And you, I mean, you're like a full 360 from when I first met you. You've like cleaned yourself up. Now yeah. you have your XPW wrestling persona, aside from you know, Bava. <laughs> uh yeah. you gotta tell me, how did you come to this country? Like when um, did
1: he- you know, it's so interesting because uh, um, in Russia, first grade, well, it was Soviet Union back then. It was back in the late 70s, and uh, now the the region is Ukraine, but back then it was Soviet Union, so Re- Re- Russian Jew. And back then, most of the people that came to this country from there were Jews because they were just kind of looked down on, oppressed. Uh, I was getting beat up in school for being Jewish. My My parents were getting picked on for being Jewish. My dad, when he was in the military, was threatened to be killed for being Jewish. Um, so it became one of those things where you have to have a sponsor in the United States. And this is the, the funny thing, because you'd appreciate this, you know, the whole thing with immigration is that to come to this country from every other country, you have to be vetted. And we were vetted for almost two years before we were allowed to come to the United States. So my parents had to go through all this process. I would go with my dad to the KGB office once a month to see if they would let us out. And the day came where they uh, let us out and to me, I was just happy I didn't have to go to school and get beat up anymore. So I, I couldn't wait to get out of the country. Um, we spent a month and a half living in Austria and three months living in Italy to get our journey all the way to the United States. Uh, the funny thing is, with, uh, with my career now, um, we lived in the whorehouse uh, in Austria, above a whorehouse. I didn't know. I was a little boy. All I remember was like, these beautiful women pinching my big, fat Russian cheeks. And one day I asked my parents, like, where were we living? Because there were so many pretty women and their posters were everywhere. And they told me we lived above a brothel. So (laughs) that's kind of
0: That's awesome. I wonder which brothel it was. I've been to a brothel once um, and it was like 80 euros. All you could drink, eat and fuck. Obviously I didn't do the last part, but just Uh the first part. Where where were you exactly?
1: Gosh, it it was somewhere in Austria. I'm not sure exactly where it was so long ago. Uh, The one part I remember about Austria is that the first time we ever saw a supermarket was in Austria because coming from Russia, you just didn't have the options of vegetables and fruits and, and all this food. And uh first time we walked into a supermarket, it was literally like a movie. We stood there as the doors opened up. I was like, oh, what is this wonderful place? Uh, you know, you can just walk around and pick whatever you want. That that wasn't typical, you know, markets in Russia. In line, You did stand in line for bread and meat in Russia. You did. Um, So it was a it was a it was a definite culture shock. And especially not speaking Austrian, you know, you have that issue. So um, it was uh, uh, Austria um, a month and a half then Italy. Italy was amazing. You know, as a little boy, I I, I wish I was older so I could appreciate, you know, the whole spectacle of what Italy really is in Rome. Um, But I remember a few things. I remember pizza I thought was raw meat. So I never ate pizza. Until I got, until I got older, I'm like, oh, I, what was I missing? I was missing out on on the world, <laughs> not eating it, actual Italian pizza. So, uh, it, it it was a journey and a half for sure. So,
0: I think that's great, but I I still think that this, and I'm not trying to be a therapist. I mean, mm-hmm. believe me, I'm definitely far from that. But I believe that you being in a whorehouse at a young age somehow impacted your career now. <laughs>
1: You know, you know, it's funny you say that because when I was 14 years old, I was in Playboy magazine. So, you talk of, yeah, um, but I had a, a friend whose mom was like an editor or something like that with Playboy. They needed four or five kids to play basketball with a, with a Playboy playmate. And the story was she is she's a musician and she also does charity work and she play, and she hangs out with local kids. So they paid us $25 for two hours to play basketball with a Playboy playmate. We were 14 years old. I wore my little short shorts because back in the 80s, everybody wore short shorts and my Hawaiian shirt that said Hawaii 1984 on it. And uh, yeah, I played basketball with her for two hours. Looking back on it now, how are we at 14 on one page and the next page she's spread open? I don't know, but uh, yes, it all kind of led me to where I'm at now for sure.
0: I think that's awesome and there's nothing wrong with vetting people. It's not racist, everyone listening to this because everyone does everyone knows my standpoint on this. This is the proper way to do things. They made sure you guys weren't criminals clearly. Right. And to go through Italy and Austria regardless of the order of it, that's not the worst thing in the world.
1: <laughs> no, you know and, and my, my uncle who was military, Russian military had to wait 5 years because that's what you should do like I mean, for instance, you know, those TV shows like 90 Day Fiancé, why do those couples that are in love have to go through this whole process to come here legally and go through the headaches of we have to get married in 90 days or we're sent back? And then all of a sudden, everybody on their mother could just jump the border and be fine with it. And, And, you know, and I get wanting to come to this country. I get it. This is why people will risk their lives to come here. But at some point, why are some people held to one standard and other people are not held to the other standard? And that's just not fair.
0: I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, although, although
1: mm-hmm.
0: I saw that big Joe from XPW uh-huh. wants to become an American citizen.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Uh huh. So I've graciously thrown my services out there for him. But if he does that, he'll have to join Mega Maga for sure. Like there's no way he can't like be married to me and not be a part of that whole thing, but I'm willing to help him. And it's, I don't know if that's a false marriage, but a lot of people fake these marriages. Ninety days. When I lived in Norway, it was ninety days. Mm-hmm. Some places like England, it's like three years and five years. Like it's a long proceed, like a long process. This is right. why I respect a lot of what you do.
1: Yeah, it, 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 you know the funny things we're talking about, like you know uh, people coming to this country. We, my parents actually had a guy who was fixing. Uh, he was a handyman, amazing handyman, young guy. He was fixing up their kitchen. Uh, living room and bathroom and then all of a sudden he disappeared this man had no accent nothing right he disappeared so my dad finally reached out to his family and he go he asked him where 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 is he and they go he got deported again well what what do you mean Uh, deported and again literally he had no accent he sounded like he was born in the United States well he came out here very young just never got a citizenship so he was deported back and, and they go don't worry about it he'll be back next week he was back the following week and finished the process. We're like, oh, it's that easy? Oh, my goodness.
0: (laughs) Hey, you don't have an accent either. So where do you actually grow up? And what did you want to become growing up? Did you want to become like a cowboy, an Indian, or I don't know, a chef?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I wanted to be a cartoonist. So I uh, did everything in my power to try to be an artist. And then I auditioned to be a cartoonist for Hanna-Barbera. I went in there with my portfolio, and I quickly realized, I was not going to be an artist I a cartoonist um uh, the 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 levels of talent that they have over there it was way above my head so i was i was going I wanted to be a cartoonist, an artist because I would sit in class and just draw doodle, 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 and then I went to my first college, which was a commercial art school, still kind of confused what I wanted to do, and I picked up my first video camera and that was it like the moving image it was I was the only guy that would show up to class every day uh the only one that would hold that big BHS camera on my shoulder and shoot everything could we'll possibly shoot and uh, it just kind of springboarded from there because then I went to a commercial uh, then went to junior college took film theory courses film history classes it just fell in love with filmmaking and at that point I knew it's like as long as my bills are paid I want to create on film um, I'm not trying to get rich I'm not trying to become a celebrity I just want to do something really fun and creative on film and that's and that's been since 19. Oh my gosh. I started my first college in 1989. So from that point on is when moving images kind of like stuck to my heart.
0: Pornography, when was your first introduction to
1: <laughs> it? <laughs> Pornography, it was very interesting because, you know, we, we this is where our connection comes in. Uh, just a few years apart, I was working on, um I was working on the TV show called The X Show. And there was a, there was a commercial for King of the Deathmatch Tournament by XBW at the, at the Avalon, I think it was. or And uh, so I take my little brother, who was like, I think 13 at the time, and go, we're going to go watch this wrestling thing. Not understanding what a deathmatch is. This is what, back in 1997, I don't know, something like that, <laughs> 96, 97, 98. And uh, we were shocked at what we saw, and we loved it. I mean, even my little brother was like in love with it. So I went back to the TV show that I was working on. It was called The X Show. One of the host was john weber and uh i told him about the show and he goes i want to go with you to the next one so i brought him to the next one and we got to so since he was part of the tv show him and i and my brother went and met some guy named rob black who's scary looking dude pornographer and his right-hand man kevin and uh they were like well they, they understood the opportunity of having this tv show host be there So they were like, well, they befriended him. And what up happening was Rob and Lizzie wound up going on the X show. It was mostly about Lizzie. She was doing a segment called uh, How to Hide Your Porn from Your Loved One. So it was basically teaching guys how to hide your VHS tapes. Not DVDs, VHS tapes from your girlfriend. Um, And then it kind of sprung from there where um, we started helping. My brother was doing X of his website at 15. And then uh, I was just shooting a little ringside here and there. We never crossed paths. Um, I, I, at that point I was just a fan watching and, uh, we were like, oh my God, there was you, there was Christy, there was, uh, um, uh, um, Jessica Missy. Darlin. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, um, uh, Christy missed. And, um, so, so we were just fans. And then my brother and I started doing official, uh, we- official fan site for XPW and my brother was doing their official website. And, uh, and then, uh, eventually like the TV show was on, got canceled. Uh, they loved what I shot ringside stuff. I shot like little, I didn't shoot the main cameras. I shot, they gave me the, the little porn camera, the Sony VX2000. They go, take this camera and just go shoot a bunch of stuff. So when I went and shot a bunch of stuff. They liked it. And they brought me in to shoot uh, behind the scenes. And uh, from that point forward, I realized that most pornographers back then didn't even know how to white balance a camera. So I'm like, I could shoot circles around these guys. And it kind of sprung from there.
0: White balance. I would never think in porn it makes a difference. I don't even know what the hell white balance means. I just have lights, and I just I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Are guys really paying attention?
1: Well, they would because with white balance, if you put it on auto, like a lot of guys used to do, the color shift would shift during the scene. So it would just go from like blue to warm to yeah, all over the place. It's 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 a very simple thing to do. it's just a lot of them didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, well, and me being a film snob, you know, I come from film school. I was a film snob. I'm like, oh my god, they can't even properly angle a camera. So you know, be, it kind of went from there. <laughs> it's
0: like that, but then don't forget, it's the adult film business in that era where they're even like confusing names and titles. Like I thought Peter North was uh, Randy Spears, and Randy Spears was Peter North because they <laughs> someone mixed up the, uh, you know, the names and yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. choosing a guy for my very first porn. Yeah, let me get Peter North. Cause I think it's some really tall, hot looking blonde guy. It's some like tall, good looking, dark haired guy with a dick the size of a freaking curl, uh, like a curling iron. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> thank God. There's no anal today.
1: Uh- with, with, with giant loads. His loads were like, I don't even yes. understand what was in the system because even a few years ago when he was still shooting uh, he had the biggest load in the industry. And girls were like, I don't know if I'm gonna shoot with him because it was just, it didn't really look real. I, I, I have no idea what the man was doing, but yes.
0: <laughs> I think, I, I, I don't know. I'm just guessing just from um, science, like science stuff. And yeah. medications, I would believe maybe Clomid could be a factor because Clomid allegedly builds up a man's load. And I'm not telling porn oh. performers to do this. Please don't, because it's just fucking disgusting. Even though I don't do it, I'm sure it's good for you, but <laughs> for the camera yeah. and for the fans. But the last thing a girl wants to see in a porn film is a huge load. I'm sorry. Just, <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, you know, uh, you know, I I've shot probably close to five thousand scenes, and I'm still grossed out by semen, it. because the stretchiness of it. Uh, no.
0: I'm grossed out by it, and I don't even shoot. Uh, <laughs> but it was such a beautiful era having VHS tapes. What do you think? I mean, where do you see the porn industry going? We've went from VHS to DVD to free stuff, snuff films. I don't know. <laughs>
1: well, you know the funny things with like with Rob. So many people are like, "Oh, Rob Black went to prison for a snuff movie." Idiots! No, <laughs> that's murder. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> um. You know, I, I th- the industry is, is so interesting because it just kind of goes in cycles. You know, it um, everything it's like with with um, evolution of the media, the industry is almost like the front runner for it. But also in some ways, it's a negative because like, for instance, like all this content creator stuff is what's hurt the industry because you go from look at Pornhub had to delete seven million videos because most people don't know what they're doing legally. Rob went to prison because he was doing stuff legally and still got popped. These people are running around doing revenge porn, uh, not collecting paperwork, shooting with people off Tinder. It, and now there's a big problem with testing. I mean, now they're whoa, talking- whoa, whoa. about
0: Black shock. I'm sorry. Shooting people with where? From Tinder? On, on,
1: from Tinder, yeah. Okay. During, okay. during a pandemic, people would just hook it up on Tinder and shooting stuff. And and obviously, a lot of them don't even know about paperwork. Uh, they say they do, but um, but I, I, I know they don't because uh, we run a lot of websites of-, of Actual porn stars who don't do paperwork. So we know that civilians have no idea about paperwork. Um, and now there's a problem with testing because there's like this pandemic of chlamydia because, yeah, because nobody cares about being safe or being professional. And uh, so now they're talking about, oh, this test doesn't work. This one doesn't work. Well, you know, son, for the first 15 years of my fucking career without content creators, we didn't have that problem. We didn't have a problem with a bunch of HIV outbreaks. We didn't have a bunch of problems with now having to swap every, every pore of your body because people are irresponsible. And that's, and that's where it's, ha- it's coming to. It, it worked for all those years, and we we're fine. We didn't have an epidemic of God knows what. And, uh, but all of a sudden, now that everybody and their mother who works at Starbucks can pick up a cell phone and call themselves a content creator or porn star uh, can cause this. And this is them. It's, it, and, that, and that's the problem. Because companies are so careful. You know, companies have to be careful because people like Rob go to prison. People like Max Hardcore go to prison because uh, the in, the industry is still, a, you know, the the, the the black sheep of all entertainment. And uh, they're just waiting for that next target to be like, boop. And um, hopefully it doesn't happen. But it, with everything that's happening, you know, and in, in, in with the politics of the situation, and it's a lot. It's a lot. And, uh, but we're not allowed to talk about it. There was a guy that just recently got bashed on Twitter for uh, speaking up his mind. He's an he's a old veteran in the industry and had to back down and apologize. I'm just like, why are you apologizing for your opinion? Since when does opinion become something that you have to apologize for? I don't get it, but- you know, Well, whatever. I'm
0: curious now, what did he say like, against- he said,
1: the- he said something about, um, if you guys want to be really careful with your health, you shouldn't shoot crossover talent. That's all he said. And, and that's
0: perfectly fine because they're irresponsible.
1: Well, that's the the whole point is that that when people are running around and fucking everybody, you know, and uh because when you are hooking up in your personal life, you're not checking a test. I know most of these people aren't checking tests. I just know. I know from personal experience, not my personal experience, but people close to me that they don't check tests and they don't use protection. You know, so so it's one of those things where um it's it's true. Uh for years. Like, I'll give you a perfect example. When I worked for Extreme Associates, we, sh- we used to shoot one male talent. And Rob came to me one day with a box cover. And he goes, we can't shoot Seth anymore. It wasn't Seth Gamble. It was like, it was, it was old, because everybody from Seth Gamble, because Seth, the name Seth. Um, it, was, it was back at like 18, 19 years ago. Seth was like a child back then. And um, he goes, this guy, we can't shoot him anymore. I go, why? Because he was on the cover of a gay porno, fireman gay porno. And he was a military guy. And the only reason Rob recognized him he, his tattoo, he had a like, uh, military tattoo. And I go, why? You know, Because I didn't know. And, 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 he, and, he, and he said in the state and the sales guys told me the same thing. Uh, and the next company told me the same thing. It's that back then the testing was, <clears throat> wasn't as regulated from that side of the industry. That's what they used condoms. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. I got, I got cut mouth. It's okay. not even do anything. And I got cut mouth. <laughs> So, uh, so, you know, it was one of those things where it wasn't anything to do with what the guy shot or his personal uh, uh, situation at home or who he was dating. It was literally, we got to protect the industry from people who are not tested. And, uh, and this is why everybody gets tested. Uh, When they first come in, you have to get tested and everybody has to get tested. So if you're not being tested and you're promiscuous and then you pop dirty all of a sudden everybody looks at the industry as like the industry gave it to you but that's not the reality. That person could have caught whatever they caught somewhere else. But since they got tested in the porn industry, all of a sudden it becomes it's the porn industry's fault, which it really is not.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I thought my body my choice was a thing but I guess I was wrong. I it remember working with Rob in Brazil. That was a wild time both trips. I didn't the only porn I shot there was a Tom Byron and some uh, Brazilian performer who shacked up in my room using all my fucking shampoo that week. It was a guy. Uh, And I remember there's this one day I'm like, well, why isn't everyone back at the hotel now? Oh, well, Rob was shooting a film. It was with a tranny, but the tranny didn't like the girl. I'm like, who the fuck is the tranny to say anything about the girl and complain about a girl? You're lucky anyone wants to use you. And it just, it was such a typical extreme associates type story. Uh (laughs) but i mean rob i think he's still the same person but so much more contained in many ways um you know i'm glad i'm really happy uh to be working with him in this capacity that i am now and then i got to meet you and you you're like a rock star all over the place i mean do you ever think by the way do you ever think vhs might ever make a comeback in porn because that would be the comeback i'd like
1: you know, it, it's funny you say that because in the series I do for Alterotic called Ink Motel, I use VHS tapes and VCRs as props. Um, I still have over a thousand VHS tapes, and before my health scare, few years ago, I directed my co-directed my first music video, and we use VHS tapes as props. And this rapper uh, does a limited run of VHS uh, tapes of his music videos. So there's a there's this group of People who are are into the retro side of entertainment, uh, like records are coming back. I think VHS will come back on the limited because it looks like crap, but that's the whole point. That's the whole point of the the retro part of what this is. Holding that VHS tape, just the sound of it when it crackles when you're moving it because the plastic moves around. It's awesome. It's like this cool little thing, and um, I think it will – for people who are like into that artsy part of it, you know, like some people shoot on super eight film again. Um, I have over 40 super eight cameras. I collect super eight cameras. So I'm all retro. My whole life is retro because I'm just retro and old, but uh, I think it will in some ways. Um, I was debating doing some stuff on VHS uh, for this, the Inc. motel movie, because I think it would be fun to give out, make like a run of like 50 and give them out to fans um, as, as prizes or whatever else. So, for me, yes, I, I'm thinking it will because ret- records are back. So I think VHS will have some kind of a limited run. Um, there's also a company that actually makes sneakers that look like old uh, Betamax and VHS uh, uh, box covers, uh, like po- boxes that the, the VHS things go into. So, so there's like a lot of retro stuff coming, coming back. So it's kind of cool.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, millennials don't come up with cool original ideas anyway, but I hope it does. A few years ago when I was living back in Scandinavia, they started coming out with vinyl again. So a lot of these uh, Norwegian death metal bands have like white vinyl, hot pink vinyl, like all limited runs. Like if they ever reproduced the Extreme Associates VHS ever, the only thing I would want on VHS is acid sex because it was so offensive. And perfectly offensive.
1: I have it on DVD here. You know, you know. <laughs> I never watched it. The reason I have it, when <laughs> I was when I saw the writing on the wallet extreme, I grabbed a copy of each DVD just to have for my. Not to sell. I just wanted to have it as a memory, and uh, so I never watched it. But I, I have because I remember the box cover because I remember the acid sexual. What is that all about? I never watched this, but but I have I have it there somewhere. <laughs>
0: It's pretty, um. It, it was, I would never do those types of films again, but it was fun being a part of like being dressed as baby Jesus, getting screwed by a cross. There's just something about getting fucked in the ass, you know, with a cross with um, Tom Byron dressed as a priest. Uh, yeah. And I had, yeah, it was kind of cute, but um, you do your own stuff, which is great. I know you had your whole leg, that whole journey with your leg. How yes. did that set you back? Did you, I mean... How did you feel? Do you think this is the end of it now? Like everything you've worked towards? What was the comeback from that?
1: You know, I, I was never negative about it. I was, I mean, when it happened, I, I, I was very suicidal the last night, the night when I went to the hospital, I laid there on the ground, on, on my floor thinking, if I had something to kill myself with, I'd probably do it. Not, not because any reason that I didn't want my parents having to deal with my bullshit because they, I knew they would have to take care of me, um, at least in the immediate future um but once i got to the hospital and i was in in bed um all i thought about was how to, what's next for me i went from i'm gonna be the greatest one-legged porn director of all time and then they're like well we're gonna keep your leg we'll cut off your foot i'm like i gonna be the best one foot director of all time and it just kind of went from that where it became a running joke i i asked them to cut off a toe when they said we were gonna keep all the toes and I'm like i want one toe removed so i could use it in the storyline for a movie I'm doing. And I wanted to wear it around my neck. And they're like, they wouldn't let me keep the toe, uh, the bone of the toe. So they made sure I kept all my toes. <laughs> um, so I was always very positive. Um, I had a lot of support system. A lot of people came to visit me. Um, and um, whenever things happen now in life that I feel like disrespected or or something happens where I'm like, I, I can't believe people are doing this to me. I look back on the people that were there for me and I look back on what I went through and into myself, I'm like I don't deserve to be treated a certain way or, or feel a certain way after everything I went through and did it in the right way. And I had people that I've never met sending me flowers from the industry. And I'm just like, really, this is, it's it is pretty amazing. We had, I had one, one old classmate for film school. She drove from Sacramento. She's in her 60s. She's in really bad health. And she drove down, um, and when she was there, and, and to this day, I get emotional about it. Uh, I go to her, why did you drive so far? You could just called me. And she goes, in film school, you were the only person that would talk to me and be my friend and be my uh, filmmaking partner. And I started bawling. I was like, oh, my gosh. She goes, so, so who am I not to take that journey to come to see you in the hospital? And I haven't seen her since I graduated in 97. So I haven't seen her since 96, 97. I mean, long, long time ago. And, and this happened to me in 2019. So... You're talking about over 20 years. I haven't seen this person, and briefly spoke to her on Facebook. So it was, I was very positive. I uh, I started buying props so I could wear wear them in bed. I would do practical jokes on on nurses and doctors, and uh, it was painful, but but uh, uh, physically painful, mentally rewarding, and that's how I looked at it. I posted every day videos and pictures of my journey. Um, I don't even smoke weed, so. I was super clean, and all of a sudden, I'm on all these pain pain meds. So I'm posting stuff that I didn't realize I was posting. My friends are texting me, going, "You can't post that. You're gonna get deleted from Instagram and Facebook." And then a year later, you know, you get that memories like this. is What happened last year? And I'm like, "Oh my God, I posted this. I cannot believe I posted this." But um, I kept positive because of the people that came to visit me, my family, um, coworkers, friends, family I haven't seen in years. Uh, that's why I tell people all the time, i like go a simple text sometimes to somebody, how are you or a smiley face could mean the world to them. They might have the worst day in the world and, and them to know that somebody just thought about them. It could be the smallest thing, it means a lot. And um, that's one of the things I've really learned in the hospital is that the smallest things means the most and not giving somebody the smallest thing could be the worst thing. Um, so you just got to think about other people. And that honestly, <clears throat> when I met you, you know, everybody hears the stories. Jasmine St. Clair. Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! And you're one of the nicest people I know. And I tell people all the time, I'm like, she's one of the nicest and one of the kindest friends that I have, and caring friends. they're, they're Jasmine. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it a, just depends,
0: true. like the the um, the events prior to my comeback or prior to me opening my mouth back at someone. It just depends what you say to me. It's like right. anything else. And I think as you get older in age, you just don't have the tolerance for people's bullshit. And you get it, you know. Oh, like oh you I went people. off the strip and
1: <laughs> at, at I went off on a male talent. I let him have it. And and he he, he didn't expect it. He, he tried to come up to and shake my hand. And I know he's disrespecting me way too many times behind my back. And I let this dude have it. Oh, it was so good. And then, you know, the next day. I did a YouTube thing with these big YouTubers, and uh, I told them the story. And, and the, the last day of the convention, they came up to me and they go, we're going to go interview the guy. I go tell him I said hello. And so, 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 I, uh, uh, so they um, came up to me afterwards, and they go, hey, we told them Ivan said hello, because Ivan's my director name. And they go, he did a shoot promo on you. I go, oh, really? Cool. I can't wait to hear it because that because I could do one on him and bury that guy because I know way too much about him. So uh,
0: aren't those the best? I mean, when you have that type of ammunition on someone, you just you're not supposed to be arrogant. Like, just shut your mouth and just go on about your day.
1: If you have too many skeletons. You need to keep quiet. And, and that's what I never stood the arrogance of some people when they have so many skeletons in their closet and so many things that other people know about them and they still choose to have their ego con- control their mouth. And, uh, and and to me, like, I, I wasn't going to take it from him anymore. There's been plenty of events where I've run into him and shook his hand because of, like, this is the better thing to do. It was Wednesday night, uh, Hall of Fame party, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm not holding back. You will never... And then funny thing is, I, I saw him two more times at the convention, didn't say a word to me. Of course he's not, because he's a typical male performer. Pussy. You know, he, all he wants is stick his dick in everything and everyone's girlfriends. But then w- when you call him out on it, then what happens?
0: Nothing. They get scared. They get scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They totally get scared. And it's, it's like, yeah, they, they're, they're either super scared or they hide behind Jesus or um, other ways, <laughs> I, I think the more Jesus or J train, the higher up on the J train someone is, the more shit they're trying to like uh, feel like uh, get forgiven from or whatever. They yeah, it's, it's, about it's this.
1: One hundred percent. It's the funniest thing is when 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 you look at it, the the, the guys who yell the loudest that are at, at like uh, anti gay are the ones that are hiring the gay escorts for some reason. they want it. a
0: bigger cock in there than like I've ever had. I could tell you that for sure. They want
1: it. <laughs> it's so funny to me. <laughs> but what, I what, see some. Kind of, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, but I see some of the stuff you shoot, and a lot of the girls, because I've had the girls on the show, like Darcy, and uh, this other really pretty girl, Kennedy. Like. What, what was your whole fascination with girls like that, with all the tats? And I love Darcy, by the way. She's great.
1: She's wonderful. And uh, she's, she's back here in February to get her other eyeball tattooed, which is like, I can't wait. Um, you know, I, for the longest time, it's, it's funny how uh, my change in the women I like has gone. Um, the first girl I did in the industry, the first time I realized I was into white trash girls, <laughs> we, were, we were at AM, PM, right? I'm inside. She's already outside. I walk out. She's sitting on the curb with a beanie down to her eyes, corn dog in one hand mountain doing the other hand. And I'm like, I kind of love this look. What is wrong with me? You know, so, <laughs> and that, that fell apart uh, a year and a half later. But, um, I was, uh, I, I got hired to work for a company called alter who I'm directing for and CEO of now. And uh, they strictly shoot tattooed models or models with body modifications. And, um, the one thing with tattoo models that's pretty amazing is that they all tell their story and their life on their body. So, um, like, like, there was, I was being interviewed one day about it, and somebody asked me, you know, what do you think about like tattoo models? You know, why tattoo models? And I explained to them like this let's say you're doing a movie called Blonde Big Boob MILFs, right? So now you have four MILFs that are blonde with big boobs. They're interchangeable. But if you're doing a blonde big boob MILF alt MILFs, every single one's going to be different looking because they're going to have uh, body modifications and tattoos that tell a different story. So they're not interchangeable. Every one of them has their own story, th- their own style. Um, and most alt models, t- you know, they're kind of creative and and, gra- and grounded, uh, probably more damaged. I don't know. <laughs> but, but, you know, but it doesn't matter.
0: It's another <laughs> um,
1: story. <laughs> yeah, that's a different story. But um, I, to me, I've noticed that um, alt models are just more grounded also because they don't get as much work. They're marginalized in porn. They really are. Um, I was working actually for Tom Byron's company years ago. And um, I was doing a series called This Is Why I'm Hot. And uh, I literally spent my entire budget on both movies to make the movie that good. And so it was like I spent like two to three hours shooting teases, then interviews with the girls, and then, and then sex. Um, so I did two of those. One was Brand New Starlets. One was like Big Stars. And the third one I wanted to do was, was Alt Models. And I had my cast of four that I wanted to use and I was told tattooed girls don't sell. And that was the last movie I did for them. I'm like I'm done. And the funny thing is the the two of the girls that were on the cast, which was, uh, uh, Christy Mack and Bonnie rotten became huge legends in the industry. And, yeah. and the guy and the sales guy straight up told me tattooed girls don't sell. And then a few months later, both girls are shooting for everyone. And Christy Mack is basically like the Brazzers girl. Um, So to me, it was just one of those things like I I just enjoy the whole aspect of what the girls look like because they're just a little bit more out there and a little more creative and they have a story to tell. I think a very interesting story to tell. So,
0: I agree wholeheartedly on that. I mean, I love Darcy Donovan. It's like it's just very interesting. Her first encounter with me was on Instagram and then she barely knew me. She's like, can I just ask you some advice? I'm like, yeah, what kind of advice is this? Mm. You're like, oh boy, what was this? And it was something about something. And I'm like, oh, just you know, don't let anyone push you around, and just you know, go all out and humiliate them. Do what you have to do to make your point. And she listened to me, and I guess Mm -hmm. she made her point and had to delete her post. But it's okay. I gave her good advice. (laughs) It's WWJD? What would Jasmine do? So I guess it's like my little ongoing thing now.
1: Oh, there you go. I love it. Oh oh my goodness,
0: (laughs) it's it's my new fan. It's it's the fan base now. Um, So. What else do you have in store for you as far as Alterotica? Is it mostly that and XPW Wrestling that you're doing now?
1: Yeah. Um, so uh, for Alterotic, I have Ink Mattel Fork uh, that I'm working on. And um, Ink Mattel Fork is going to be a troll on the whole industry and everything that I've been dealing with uh, on the world. Um, the, the series is real cool. We just won Best Gonzo for part three. Every year it's nominated for Best Comedy. I play a Russian pornographer who sneaks into hotel rooms and shoots people having sex and getting tattooed. We've tattooed girls' vaginas on camera while doing scenes for the movie. All kinds of crazy stuff. We tattooed 15 face tattoos on a girl during a scene one time for the series, the last movie. Um, So there's a lot going on with that that point down to like I'm debating taking a camera to the next award show and shooting stuff at the next award show for this movie. Um, I have... It, it, there's so many, so many swirls in my head with ideas. Um, the other one I'm doing is Ho Hunters too, which uh, so Ho Hunters is a joke on ghost hunters and ghost adventures TV shows, but the difference with mine is the Ho Hunters group has to find hookers who died in the middle of their job, so they're stuck in limbo. They never cross over to the other side because they died during sex. So now the whole the whole thing is we have to find them, we have to screw them, we have to help them to cross over to the big brothel upstairs. So that's the joke. So I'm doing part two. Darcy's going to play the vampire. Uh, I needed a girl with tattooed eyeballs and and split tongue. So we're waiting for that to happen so we could shoot the scene. In part one, we used Amber Luke, who had blue eyeballs, tattooed blue, and a split tongue. So she was a vampire in that one. Waiting for Darcy to finish her so she could be the star of part two because she's going to look like a vampire. Um, So those two things I'm doing. XPW Rob made it official that everywhere, every show, I'm at every show. I asked I asked him, I go, Am I going to Jersey? He goes, Stop asking me this question. You're going everywhere we go. I'm like, woo. okay, good. <laughs> so um I love what I do. It's just to just to see what all of you go through backstage and in the ring, and um, being able to tell the story with my camera for you, for you guys, it's priceless to me because wrestlers really appreciate it. Because I guess in other promotions, they just don't get that kind of photography or videography or whatever it may be. Um, and to me, I'm just like, I love what I do and I love lighting. I love drama. And, um, so, you know, what's interesting is like, because what I started doing was shooting pictures, I would do the photos and then I would also give Rob black and white versions of it in contrast. And I would like do some filtering to it to make it very dramatic. And those are the the only pictures I would post would be the black and whites because they're so dramatic. The, The facial expressions, the tears in the skin, whatever else I've noticed some photographers doing the same thing now. But the problem is, yeah. it looks like they're shooting with a cell phone over the camera, and they they have no clue about necessarily angles or lighting or how to tell a story with drama or shadows or anything else. So I'm like, go ahead, take a picture and just desaturate it. It's never gonna look what I do, uh, like what I do. So it, it's fine, you know. Uh, what is that? It, what did they say that uh, parody is like a? It's a, it's a form of flattery or whatever like that.
0: Imitation I, is the highest Imitate. form of flattery, and there they don't go. make the same piece of cloth that you were cut from anymore. So it's just, you know, it's hacks out there.
1: Yeah, yeah. And because I think with digital, so many people can think they could pick up a camera and they could take a picture and Photoshop it later. You still have to know what you're doing. And I come from film. My first few movies were shot on film. Uh, my photography was was learned on film. Uh, I have a degree in cinematography. So to me, it's always been about doing it the right way. Because when if you know what your camera can do, then you could do something really, really cool, whether it's on digital or film. I could guarantee you that no digital photographer can pick up a film camera and shoot. They cannot, they don't know how to use a light meter because they take a picture, they look at it on the screen. That looks good enough, next, you know? And so, or they shoot on their cell phone. Um, so I, I love what I do. I, I'm excited in two weeks, we're going to, uh, uh, I don't know why the show is called We're Not Your Kind. I'm, I'm still kind of confused and interested in what, what, what that means. I don't Me- know. Yeah. You know, like I was to about, what, is, what does that mean? Like, does he have some kind of big plan in mind? Because we are not your kind. Oh,
0: well, there's a lot of controversy in that whole thing. If you really think about it. Oh, the billboards I found out where they are. So we're taking photos and I just found out my room has a hot tub in it, which means guess what? Photos.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. And you know, I have an underwater <laughs> uh, video camera, the shoot stills and underwater light. So we could do some really cool stuff. We could do like underwater teases. Oh, the next show in LA, guess who's going to come to the next show in LA?
0: My Dar- biggest fan? Dar- Darcy. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. This is like <laughs> It's like, I can't wait to meet like these girls, some of them, I don't, I'll meet them at some point, but it yeah. just, I was hoping to meet Kennedy first, like, because she rides motorcycles. I'm thinking, great. She'll come to LA. She could take my Vulcan out. I'll take my Ninja. Great. Okay. She coming now, but Darcy is, oh, great. Another one. So this is perfect. So I get to finally meet these girls. I don't yeah. meet them as intimately as you do. I don't want to either. So it's totally fine. I'm good with
1: just the way things we are. <laughs> I meet mean them only intimately because they're naked in front of me, not on me. <laughs>
0: well, you know, exactly. But uh, um, no, I'm excited. I'm excited for New Jersey. Uh, you know, I wasn't sure what to make of anything when I first met you. I'm like, okay, well, he's here. Uh, is he nice? Like, he seems cool. He knows Rob from the from back in the day. Okay, but you're like one of the coolest like most hardworking people I know. And I I wanted to answer your question or something we brought up before. The difference between you and all these other indie ringside photographers, even like WWE, I'm just going to go that far. They don't have passion and drive. You know, you've got that passion and it's something you love. And I see the photos you take of these guys. You know, I just, they look like awesome mugshots. Some of them. Yeah,
1: You know, it's funny you say that because I was um, taking pictures of, few days ago of some, I forget who it was. And they were shocked about how excited I was about the picture. And they're like, I cannot believe how excited you get about the picture. Down to like, I start swearing, like, fuck, that's so good. Because that's the passion for me. It's not the money, it's, yeah, you got to pay your bills. So, you know, as long as I make enough money to pay my bills, but it's about the passion. I've turned down Wicked Pictures and Brazzers, all the big companies, because I can't work for a corporation. I want to have the creative control because to me that means a lot more than anything else. That's why I loved working for Rob the first time around. Uh, the only reason I left is just I couldn't handle any more just the bullshit from every direction, like everybody else back then in the day. But that was the best job I've ever had creatively. And now working for XPW, I can't imagine working for anybody, any other wrestling promotion ever, because of the creative freedom that he gives me and the passion I have with these with with, with the with the talent. You know, to have like wrestlers come up to me and thank me um it means the world you know you know a handful of them reached out to me asking for my bed they wanted oh, to pay yeah. me yeah and i'm like no 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 no. i don't want your money i i just want you to be happy with the visuals and um you know like like uh you, you know drake and slap they're constantly they're all because they're also the last matches usually so they're always coming up to me thank you so much for the hard work and we see how hard you work and then and i'm not doing it for that for the praise i'm doing it because this is just what i do and uh and why would I half ask When those guys and and girls, what they do in that ring, oh, I, I can't imagine. Like I, I, I they, they put their bodies on. They really do, you know. And um, all I want to do is capture the best visuals for for Rob and for them. And of course, and then the rub-off is on me as well, because I'm the one taking the picture. so I get that out of it. But um, it's great. Like I, the only thing I look forward to every month really is XPW because uh, as a fan. You know, I, I order all the pay-per-view so I could watch them later and actually enjoy them. Because when I'm shooting, I'm not really enjoying it. I'm just working and uh, and and shooting and uh, hoping not to see something really gross <laughs> because I'm well, squeamish. <laughs> you know, we've only had a few few gross moments. Where I'm like ah, but besides that, everything's fine.
0: <laughs> well, soon. I mean, I don't know. I'm excited about the shows. Of course, I got worried because sometimes I'm stitching people up in the back, and it's like you see what's going on. You see the wounds, and and they're real. You know, but it's just the hard work you put into everything and it's like you're so much fun to shoot with. I always look forward to doing them and my promos because I just go and like you really you're one of the few in the adult film business I feel that's done the successful crossover into wrestling. Or I don't know if the crossover was the other way around, but whatever it is, it works for you.
1: Yeah. Well, because you know It's because I came from mainstream and I didn't get into porn to get late. I came into it to be creative and shoot because so many directors in the industry are literally waiting to finish the scene so they can hit on the girl. And to me, it's not like that. Uh, It never has been. That's why 21 years I've been with only four girls in porn. Two were friends who were just one, leave me alone. I'm like, I'm still a guy. Okay, sure. The other two I dated. Um, I've been with more civilians, fans, whatever you want to call them, than, than people in the industry because. It, it one, I, di- I didn't get into it for that. Plus, also, it's a you know, you don't piss where you sleep, you know. So, well, yeah, it's, it's, you know, you, you have a dog in the kennel, the dog's not going to piss where it sleeps. So, I'm not going to do that um, because of the drama, also the drama that comes along with it. Uh, I know it's harder for talent because they're talent, but for me, it's not as difficult. So, I just don't do it uh, because if it falls apart, it's ugly. And I've seen it. So, um, you, you know, so I, I'm just like, uh, you know, I'll, I'll try to stay away from it as much as I can. But um, I, I just love what I do. And uh, to me, it's always been about the creative part of it, even in porn. Um, the one thing that I've hated in porn for years was people say, it's just porn. Don't worry about it. I'm like, no, your name's attached to it. Your brand, even if it's your fake name, it's still your, your art. Um, and so I've always looked at it that way. And, and I think that's why when I was working for Rob, Rob goes to me. I did a movie called Texas Asshole Massacre with my ex. And that movie kind of put me on the map. I got offered jobs with wicked pictures over it. And I and I turned him down. Rob didn't even know about it. I turned him down twice. And Rob comes up to me and goes, I want you to do a feature a month. I'm like, I can do a feature. A that's a lot because the budgets were low. There weren't wicked budgets, that's for sure. You know, um, and it was just a lot of work. And I'm like, I don't know if I could come up with like, you know, a, a funny spoof of each horror movie because I was doing horror parodies like that. Texas asshole mask or Don of the Head. I started the Sex Sense, which instead of I see dead people, I fuck dead people. uh The one with um uh, who was it with that little boy, whatever his name was. Yeah, you you know the movie, the Sex Sense. Chris
0: Willis was in it, I think. And then Bruce Willis, yes, yes, yeah. Yes. It was, the sixth, was it Elijah Elijah, Elijah Wood, I,
1: Wood? Was it Elijah Wood?
0: Elijah Wood was in it. I think he was much yeah, he, younger, he, obviously. I think it he was a little young, boy. They all yeah, look he, the same after a while.
1: Yeah, I know they all <laughs> same looking face. um so I did the Sex Sense. I started shooting it and then I, and I quit in the middle of the movie because it was, be- you know, why I quit? Because, and you know, this guy, Zupko. Zupko came back and I couldn't deal with working with Zupko, Dexter Zupko. That guy was insane. The guy was in Rob's ear. And I'm like, I'm over it. I can't be. That dude, drunk, passing out on set. I'm cool with that. <laughs> I'm out of here. I'm out of here. <laughs>
0: well, we, don't need, we don't need that type
1: of stuff. But eh. No, no. And, well, you-, you know, he's he's doing well now, I guess, from what I hear. So good for him.
0: But you've had some accomplishments this past year, and I want you to tell everyone because I mean your photos were phenomenal. By the way, I felt like I was almost there on the red carpet with you when you posted.
1: Yes, <laughs> So, uh, as one of the uh, uh, YouTubers said to me, who's a wrestling fan, he goes, "You're two-time, two-time Hall of Famer now because uh, this a couple of days ago I got inducted to the Avian Hall of Fame, which is the Oscars of uh, of porn." Um, and earlier in the year I got inducted into the Urban X Awards Hall of Fame. Um, the AVN one, as we all know, it, it is the Oscars of porn, and this is uh, the one that I've been waiting for for a long, long time um, because, you know, it's so funny when you're on the red carpet there and, or you're walking towards the red carpet through all the masses of fans. Um, that ego boost and that reality of what we do um, because we forget we should have seen we move on. We have a stressful day, somebody flakes on you, whatever it may be. But then AVM reminds you of what people think of us. And to me, uh, that opportunity is gold. You know it's, it it validates so much, even though you might go home and have no money in your wallet or whatever. But that moment that night is what because we all know, majority of the people walking walk the red carpet are broke as fuck. They are. And it's oh, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, they're either broken or they're broke or both. You know, and and but it doesn't matter you be, at that moment. Everyone looks beautiful. Everybody's there because they want to be there. And and but I always say, like, if you're going to go to a porn award show, why are you dressing like you're going to the prom? You guys fuck for a living. You guys are uh, we work at the circus and the zoo. Who are we to dress like we're going to the prom? So I dress crazy. I, I dressed up in all gold, gold and white. My shirt actually said you couldn't see it because I wore too much fake bling, But it said uh, better than your favorite director in gold letters um i had big horns on my head i i put my little russian symbol on there because i'm russian and um i had a good time uh like usual i wind up going by myself i went by myself and 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 then i thought about that I'm like you know some i built this shit by myself i'm going to walk it by myself and enjoy it by myself i wish i had you know a right hand person shit, but i didn't and it's fine because it was my moment and um and it was great and just to run into so many people that you run into um like avians are basically like oh high school reunion you know you just, some of the people you literally see only once or twice a year um and then you just wind up catching up and and uh especially when you're getting inducted in the hall of fame how many people come up to you and they're like so happy for you so proud of you you deserved it you should have been there a long time ago whatever it may be so avian hall of fame uh and UrbanX hall of fame this year uh then tw- and what a way to start 2023 it's uh it's 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 wonderful and we have uh, the word show this week coming up and um and then there's xrco coming up in a few months and i'm actually looking forward to that one because i think i will bring a camera with me and shoot some stuff for the next movie uh so <clears throat> it's been it's been a world one year for sure it's been a lot of ups and downs um the highlights have been the hall of fames and xpw 100 uh, percent because uh XPW, I never thought I would get an opportunity to shoot ringside for wrestling ever. That's something that I never thought about until the day that uh, it came out that Dark Side of the Rings, doing an episode on XPW, and then I hear, oh, Rob Black's coming back. So I reached out to Rob. I haven't talked to him in years. I reached out to him, and I go, hey, if you need help, he goes, oh, I definitely need help. I'm like, well, I'll bring my my equipment. I honestly didn't, I wasn't supposed to shoot ringside. I was only supposed to shoot backstage pictures at California, the first show in LA, and there was no photographer for ringside. That's why the first match of California, there's no ringside pictures. Because I was like, there's nobody doing ringside pictures. What the fuck? So I ran out there, which is great, but then I'm like, now I'm stuck doing both ringside and backstage. And now Rob's like, can you shoot backstage promos too? I'm like, sure. Uh, you know, which is fine because I, I love doing it, but it, it's just difficult because you know, you're trying to wrangle all the people to shoot backstage pictures and then and then run to get to the ringside so you don't miss the action uh and usually when somebody when the match is over i'm the first one to leave i don't even get celebration pictures because i'm trying to get back to backstage to set up for the backstage pictures um so those are by far are my highlights this year uh and 2023 you know starting off with the hall of fame and the xpw next week you can't beat that at least for me so
0: yeah, I think it's and that's also a very good um, exercise running back and forth. I got to get like non bloody photos with Necro Butcher because the one you shot of us, I pre sold like I had this limited edition photo of like one, like 24 uh-huh. literally for 2024. Um, I've sold like 22 or 21 of them so far. And that's with the blood. Everyone's asking, do you have non bloody photos? I'm like, I just got to grab him before he gets all messed up before we go out. And it's it's hard it, grabbing his arm and just say, Hey, let's go.
1: It's so, you know, the first couple of shows, I don't have any pictures of him before because he's like, he's like, brother, I'll get just get afterwards. I'm like, Oh my God, I need clean. I need clean pictures. But, and there was one show, California. I didn't get any pictures of him because except for him with other wrestlers, because he was in so much pain after his matches, he had to go and sit down. Cause I mean, this man's been through hell and back literally. I
0: know it scares so, me,
1: <laughs> but you know, like with every show, He's getting more and more comfortable with me and you're getting to see like the cool side of Necro Butcher um, because the first couple of shows I'm like that guy's never going to talk to me one show I had to have Rob go to him and go Rob can you make him go to me to take pictures because I I'm not I can't force him he'll kill me and then he'll <laughs> stab me in the forehead or something so, so but now I'm all like hey Necro and he's like oh okay brother let's go so so he's opening up and I get it you know you have to be protective of yourself and in the industry, because he doesn't know who I am. I'm just some dude running around with camera. So, uh, but the fact that he's opened up like that and the rest of the locker room's opened up is great to me because I'm not from the rest of the world. I'm a porn guy, you know, and, and who, who a lot of them never even met. Um, so, but the best part is like now when the new wrestler shows up in the locker room, they come up to me and they go, you're the guy who takes the pictures. I want pictures from you. And I'm like, oh, that, that's." I, it makes up for anything else that's going on that night because I'm just like that. That's so flattering and and wonderful. Um, and, and so and some of these and I actually do, and I have my favorite wrestlers. I really do, you know, because it comes down to people that are most professional, kindest. Um, the only time I've ever marked out during a match <laughs> was when Dark won. Yeah. Uh, the TV, the the women's championship, and I was giddy. I was like, ah. I wanted to like yell, but I'm like, I can't, I gotta be professional. I gotta take my picture she, because she's so wonderful and the brutality she goes through. Um, like it's, it's in, it's in, and she's the regular, like it's either her or, 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 uh, Sage Sin, you know, yeah. and so, uh, um, so, so there's t- those two are like the staple women of every show and, uh, Lindsay snow. Um, but those two are the the staple and to see her win. And she's got the XPW Lucha mask it was really cool. I was like, "This is this is badass," you know. And I love Taya Valkyrie, but but then Lou Dark is like, she's like the XPW girl. Um, so that's the like the one time I was like, "Oh my god, this is so cool." Um, um, I and you know, it's, it's still as a fan. I I, tr- I want to like text Robin and ask him about the the little secret wrestler she's got coming, but then I'm like, ah, I don't want to know because I want to be surprised and yeah, um, you know. But then I'm like, but I want to know as, as a fan. So. Um, that part to me is so cool about, uh, uh, working there. Like the first show in Jersey, that mother endless, I think is her name. She walks in, she's got the mask. She's got the red dark haired girl <laughs> with a with mask and the Kindle red Kindle stick.
0: Oh yeah. Um, she's cool.
1: She's super cool looking. And I saw her on Instagram months prior, followed her because she had a cool look. And then she walks in and I'm like, Oh, not that I was like, you know, like attracted to her. I was just like, Holy shit there's that, the girl with that cool look. And um, she came up to me when I was in the picture and I go, I can't wait to take pictures with you because you got a really cool look. And she goes, oh my God, thank you so much. And that, that's the stuff that people don't see that wrestlers, how wrestlers are, how human they are and down to earth they are, especially like indie indie wrestlers. Um, So I, I, to me, that's, that's by far the highlight. And I can't wait for Jersey because uh, I know there's going to be some surprises and I can't wait to be back oh there setting God. up. And then all of a sudden the door opens up. Or whatever, and I'm like, oh no, it's the rock. Well, oh, did yeah. I just give away the rock coming?
0: <laughs> I don't know, but I don't know if he's cool enough for us. No, um, but, yeah. He's probably
1: too PC for us.
0: He's <laughs> too PC. I mean, come on. It's just, I, I can't wait to go there because I can't wait for the main event. I can't wait to see my friends again. I can't wait to see, to take photos. Most of all, I can't wait for this Friday to shoot like promos with you because you're so much fun to shoot with. I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. and after i come back from turkey i'm going to do i don't know i'll do something i don't know what though not a porn not a porn not a porn not a porn
1: no 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 well like we'll, that, we'll no. figure something to do in, in new jersey especially uh, you know they need to figure out how to make XW pasties because that could be so cool XW pasties because i could also shoot a bunch of girls in my industry uh, with xpw pasties
0: i um, think we'd all we'd love that i i think it's great but i would be more than happy because i'm really good at um i was a really good scuba diver when i was younger but i'm amazing as a snorkeler i'm really good at just going down all the way into the pool and just like staying there for a few minutes and doing whatever treading the water so i'd mm-hmm. be more than up for like playing with your underwater camera
1: yeah, yeah in my be... 2024 20, bikini <laughs> oh yeah oh my god that's that's you know it'd be cool to do I don't even know how they, it's even possible to do because you have to find a pool that allows it. Like have these deathmatch people all bloody jump in the pool in slow motion underwater and see the blood just kind of like oh. come off of them. That could be so cool. Even even showering. If there was a location where uh, yeah. there was a shower, we could get great shots of, and, and not sexual shots, just like shots of, of maybe the women, you know, like just like drenched in blood and it's coming down their body or down their face would be really freaking cool. I could so-
0: totally use my room. Is it the guys he said? Are they naked? No. Um- <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, well, you know something? Oh. We, could, we could get fake blood and have the wrestlers recreate it in the shower. We could just pour blood on top of their hand. when the water hits, we just get really cool stills or even like videos. I, might, I don't know how many wrestlers would be down for that. They'd be like, wait, 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 what are you going to well, do? I'll with? help
0: but, you put the blood on uncertain ones only, but I'll be more than happy to help you. If you need help, like putting it on their backs, <laughs> I'm right there. If yeah, I'm you definitely need help, not touching those guys. <laughs> I, I will do it. I, I will, I will, it's such a horrible thing to do. And it's just, it's disgusting, but someone's got to do it. Anyway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so team player.
0: With the Coach for Team Player. Um, my next guest will be joining me shortly. But in the meantime, I want you to give everyone your socials.
1: Okay, so uh, on Instagram, it's uh, I am Sliven, I A M S L I V A N, which is Slava, which is my real name. Ivan is my uh, is my director name, so it's Sliven. I am Sliven. Uh, Twitter is I am Ivan X. As you can tell, it says RussianViking.com. dot com. That's the name, the new name of the YouTube channel. Um, my podcast is King Sliven all over all the uh, podcasts. Uh, I just kind of just do like little little stories about you know just my set stuff or after XPW shows um and that's pretty much it uh, i'm an open book on all my socials, so you'll see some some emotional stuff some sad stuff some happy stuff some mean stuff it, it just an open book
0: i like the mean stuff and the happy stuff to be quite frank with you because when you're mean i don't know like i think we're, we're kind of right there but i think you can go higher I, I gotta learn that at some point like how to get up there with it
1: you know I always, really still, I always tell the people i have uh a very small FU list. It's a very angry FU list, but it's a really small FU list, but it's very angry. So, <laughs> so, so those people better hope that I'll win the lottery because that FU list is going to open up.
0: <laughs> oh Yeah, I can only imagine that everyone starts calling. Hey, guess what? My car payments do. Yeah, I get it. Totally. <laughs> I, I'm going to play the lottery, I think. I don't know what it's up to. You play the lottery?
1: All the time. Yeah, I'm going to do it,
0: I think. I don't know what it's up to. Yeah, I don't know. Thanks so much for joining me. I will see you on Friday. And fans, don't forget to check out all the stuff this man has done. And make sure you check out XPW Wrestling and Ink Motel. I think it's right they have vintage VHS tapes. It's it's kinda hot. Mm -hmm. Do they have full bushes too? I don't know. Okay.
1: Oh, good idea. I'm gonna have somebody grow out a bush. Or we could put a fake bush on them.
0: No, you could you could have them grow full bushes. It takes a while.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, there you go. I don't know. Do you guys even want to see a full bush? Are you enjoying the ride on my crazy train? Please make sure to rate and review crazy train podcast. Take a screenshot, send it to me in a DM via Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, and I will send you a free goodie bag. Oh, and crazy train podcast is now on YouTube. So subscribe crazy train podcast. That's with a K on YouTube for video interviews and never heard before interviews and some really cool bonus content. Woo!